What motivates me every day is support from my friends and family, my faith in God, and also learning to trust myself, learning to trust timing, learning to embrace uncertainty, discomfort, and the mystery. And when I say mystery, I mean in terms of who I could become in a month from now, uh, six months from now, a year, and so forth. And also just knowing that we all have a point B. We all have objectives and goals. And as we work towards those goals, it might seem like we're not getting there as fast as we would like to. You know, we always say, I wish I could just fast forward to when everything is good. We have a job and kids and such and such. But I think that embracing the journey, embracing the hardships, the ups and downs is what, <clears throat> excuse me, is what makes the end goal, the end point that much better. Just knowing that you've made it through all you've endured to reach this point. And so because it can start to feel like a mirage, like the further you get you might think that it's getting further away from you or it's not there. But I think it's also important to recognize that what we think our potential is and what our potential truly is are two different things. Our potential, our ceiling might be higher or greater than what we think it is. And so it's just maintaining that hunger, that humility and will to be a student, to absorb information, to share information and yeah, just willing to learn. And passing that information along to other people. I know that my responsibility as an older sibling is to pass this information and ensure that my little brother does not make the same mistakes I did when I was 17, 18, 19 years old. And so that's what motivates me and gets me out of bed every morning. Major shout out to my brethren Malik, aka Leaky Tiki. I met my boy at UCSB. Used to I used to live on the Black Scholars Hall, or I lived on the Black Scholars Hall my freshman year, and my guy steadily came through. He didn't live in our hall, they're just over there in our dorm, so he would, you know, come through, say what's up to everybody. It's funny, in between classes, he would take naps, like, in our little lounge, on our lounge couch and stuff like that, and it was just cool to always see my boy. We, we I feel like we instantly clicked as far as once we got to meet each other and get to know each other and stuff, and each year, I feel like we got closer and closer as far as just being more vulnerable and more open with each other and just keeping it real with each other and really just seeing how much alike that we are. And, you know, he's somebody in my circle who is really like minded in terms of just what he wants for himself in life and and wanting more and willing to grind, willing to put in the time and understanding it'll pay off in the future. So I 100 percent always appreciate my boy Malik getting on today's what motivates you segment of the no longer them the podcast really means a lot to me that's my guy he actually stopped by the apartment out here in LA about a week and a half two weeks ago stopped by said what's up we chill watch basketball and everything that's just my guy man you know that's just another person who's my brother and we're not even related in no kind of way outside of meeting at school and just becoming great friends and that's a lifelong friend something I'll truly value and I think what he mentioned right about just being patient appreciating the journey that goes a long way because it is so easy to feel like oh man I gotta get immediate results or I have to make something this fast or oh so-and-so did that okay let me hurry up and do this too or 
how can I get to my goal this fast? And it's like, hey, sometimes it's not going to work out for you that fast or it's going to take a little bit more time. And just understanding there's a reason, there's a purpose why it takes however long it does or you may achieve the goal that you want to achieve or you may not. And And it may just be a fact of the matter that there's something that's out there that's better for you than what you envision for yourself. So major shout out to my guy, Malik. I appreciate it, bro. I love you, man. In terms of today's episode, this is episode 11, No Longer Them, the podcast. I hope y'all enjoy it. I think we got a pretty interesting topic that's following up. Please feel free to let me know, feedback, everything like that. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. Enjoy. Several Productions. everyone had a great holiday this week and next you know we'll be preparing for christmas just holiday season now so it's that time energy is feeling right in the air everything like that but i I am hoping y'all are having some great time with y'all loved ones and making the most of it for sure so again it's blanco thank you for tuning in to a new episode of no longer them the podcast and today a topic that has i feel like this topic has been recurring for me in terms of just proposing it to some of my friends and just people around me as far as getting their thoughts and what that topic is is how do we go about problematic artists and in this point I'm more so thinking about problematic music artists and I mean the first ones that come to mind of course are you think about Takashi 69, NBA Youngboy, Famous Dex, there's various other artists as well I'm just thinking about those are the ones that kind of just come first in mind, of course. But when and to clarify, when I say problematic, I'm speaking of rappers, not only just I'm not speaking of them from the standpoint of their lyricism and what they're actually saying, but just what it is. Or I don't want to say not what they're actually saying, because, of course, what they're saying plays a part. But more so to the extent of you see dudes, you know, some artists, they've been they've had domestic violence situations in the case of someone like NBA Youngboy or. Um, famous decks and or in the case of Takashi 69 with his situation with the girl who was supposed to be younger than him and all that kind of stuff um, in, in terms of uh, him dealing with that what they said about pedof- uh, pedophilia or him being a pedophile excuse me if I mispronounced that beforehand but basically just people and fans going ahead and still supporting these artists in terms of listening to them and I know in the case of me another artist I forgot out of there was Kodak Black and I would say within those artists that I listed, the ones that I kind of listened to more so consistently, at least in the past, I used to um, before even just being more aware of this question of how do we approach problematic artists. And the two artists I would primarily listen to were NBA Youngboy and Kodak Black. And don't get me wrong, I still listen to a couple of their songs here and there, but I don't listen to them as consistently as I used to. And I remember when I used to, it was a podcast, I'm not quite sure if they're still putting up episodes, but my boy Josh Pease, shout out Josh Pease, um, he was talking about how he's able to separate the music from the artists in terms of just their problematic ways, and 
for me, I kind of feel like I was a little bit in favor of that point as well. But then at the same time, it's like, okay, well, how do you go about ensuring that the people, the victims of abuse are, you know, taken care of? And sure, it's hard to do so in terms of when it's just social media, you're not in the same state or city as that person, whatever the case may be, but just having awareness for that person and just others that can relate to such abuse. So in the case recently, you know, we had Justine Sky come out. I feel like that was the most recent one I saw in terms of recent allegations towards Sheck West as far as domestic violence. And in this case, I definitely am a big fan of Sheck West. And it just is really what made this topic more relevant for me again, just because I'm like, man, like I really like this dude. And and in this case of Sheck West, not only do I like him for his music, but I like him for his fashion and just his energy. It motivates me to see young dudes who are around my same age out here getting to it, grinding, coming across opportunities, making things happen for themselves and other people along with them, really creating a movement. Those are kind of things that inspire me in terms of no longer them becoming a movement and the movement that I'm really pushing. So in this case... That situation is what made this question of how do we approach problematic artists as far as do we support them or not um, in terms of being able to set their problematic ways aside and then just listening to their music only. It's like, can you really just listen to the music only and look past all that other stuff? And some people are capable of doing so and some people aren't. And in the case of me personally, I know I'm 50-50 because I feel as if, man, like it's music at the end of the day, like it's great music, it's stuff that either you can have fun to or in the case of a dude like Kodak Black for example like his one of his more newer tracks if I'm lying then I'm flying like that's a great track that actually motivates me and has me feeling inspired or when I hear other songs from like NBA Youngboy uh you know No Smoke uh or one of his more recent tracks Genie like these are just tracks that actually motivate me and stuff and just good songs and some of these songs even include them talking about their pain and stuff. And it's just like, man, great music. But at the same time, it's hard, at least for me, to just overlook the things that they've done, the abuse that they've done to others. And in this case, abuse to women. And that definitely is something that hit hits home for me in, in terms of abuse to women, just because I've witnessed that in my life as far as a, a little part within my upbringing and you know, it's definitely unacceptable. It's not cool at all. And for me, as someone who was raised by women, primarily in terms of my mother and my grandmother, you know, it's one of those things where I kind of feel as if it's a little personal where it's like, dang, if I support this artist or just whoever it is that's connected to any form of abuse, it's like, dang, like it, it kind of hits that it hits home for me and that personal connection of like, well, thinking about overlooking like my mom or something like that in the past and maybe that that may be a little bit of an extreme interpretation as far as there should be some type of boundary on or something and it's not anything that necessarily stresses me out or frustrates overly frustrates me but it's just it's a tough slippery slope because it's like man do I just go about and it's different too these days because it's so hard to get away from the influencer, the music of some of these artists, you turn on the radio, you're going to see them, you go on social media, and even in the case of social media, you don't even have to see them or be exposed to them from their music, it can be just from them being like a meme or something, right, for example, Kodak Black, like standing in front of the microwave meme or whatever, like, you really just, it's, it's kind of hard to navigate and, and overcome, so it's like, dang, man, like, 
what do I do? But I definitely want to get y'all feedback and y'all take on what kind of approach is it that we should have, or at least speaking for yourself, what kind of approach do you have and understanding do you have toward artists with problematic ways or who have a history of abuse and, and putting that abuse upon others? Um, I definitely would love to hear the feedback there and kind of if you've ever been in this same situation or same dilemma as me, kind of how you've dealt with it. Have you continued to support the artists in terms of listening to their music and not doing other things as far as like buying tickets to go see them on tour and concerts or whatever the case may be? Or are you just completely shutting them out? Because for me as well, the tough part is I do agree everyone deserves a second chance. However, that's to an extent based on the severity of whatever pain or abuse they inflicted upon someone else so that's just the toughest part because you know you never know what anybody ever has gone through what they are going through where they come from what their upbringing is like you know a lot of the time we're we're all layered individuals with multiple layers to us and it takes a lot of time and patience for somebody to be able to peel those layers back and really get to know us and for someone to reveal that pain and in the case of these artists who have so much fame and stardom in terms of you know the pressures that may come from people asking for money you're just always feeling like you have to watch your back so people aren't trying to rob you or kill you or whatever the case may be because a lot of the time some of these artists are coming from nothing really and eventually getting to a point where they can obtain almost anything so part of me kind of feels like I mean that is just one segment or part that plays a role in terms of the the pressures that some artists may face and just some of the uh, plays a small part in what I was saying about you have to take that kind of context into consideration when thinking about okay well does this artist deserve a second chance or not or just as human beings like how lenient are we for those who have done wrong? So it's tough because at the same time, you, you will hope that when someone does wrong, they'll learn their lesson. And sometimes that's not always the case. And if it is the case, sometimes it takes a lot longer than others. It's not always an immediate outcome. So it can be really tough, but I do want to hear y'all take on what y'all think in terms of how do we approach problematic artists do we just 100% go ahead, or in this case, do you go ahead and just 100% shut them out? Do you only support the music and nothing else? Whatever it is, y'all let me know. I really want to hear y'all feedback. Moving ahead, we just had Thanksgiving yesterday, of course, and I was thinking about ways in which you can go ahead and and tell people in a nice way of if they made like a bad dish or something like that, right? I mean, in this case... For the people that you're close with, you may be more comfortable with telling them, like, honestly, hey, that was trash. <laughs> and for some people, they they may not care. And I know it was actually funny. So I came home yesterday to get ready and stuff for the day. And Mariah's sister ended up texting me and was like, hey, can you get some ice cream, like, on your way back? Yada, yada, yada for the desserts and stuff. And I was like, yeah, of course. So I was just like, oh, which one? Is there a particular preference of vanilla? ice cream because that was that was what she asked for and i know for me i would say my top preference is likely like vanilla bean um but of course i'm open to other vanilla french vanilla all that kind of stuff and she was just like i don't know you make the executive decision since you called my peach cobbler trash and i was like oh bruh like (laughs) i was shook and i was like i mean she knows it's all love and everything like that but 
I ain't gonna lie, I definitely did say it was trash, but I should have definitely let it be known to her being like, hey, like, I talked to Chief, and he said, this not it, fam, or just being in a more respectful, respectful way, and I don't think she necessarily took a major offense to it or nothing like that, but, you know, that's still somebody's time and energy and stuff that's put it forward or toward creating or making some type of food, so it's just funny. Although she did cook yesterday, I like the mac and cheese that she made, and I also like the little... It was like a peach cobbler cake thing. I, I don't really know how to describe it, but it was pretty good, like a little bake or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think I've really encountered too many situations where I've had to feel like I had to let it be known I didn't like something from anyone before. Um, one of the things I've maybe encountered once was on my dad's side of the family, and I'm not going to say who the specific family member is, <laughs> but... Um, just making me some sweet potato pies like one of my favorite pies is sweet potato pies and just keeping it g like i it was out of the love that was given to me as far as a personal pies being made for me like each year almost and i love sweet potato pie but so you know she would go out out of her way to make them for me however they would be burnt and I remember, honestly, I'm not even gonna lie. Maybe one year I might have just threw it away, and I'm like, oh, like I, I, I listen to myself say that right now, and I'm like, ah, oh, that sounds so bad, and like, it really is bad because one, that's just a waste of food, and there's so many people out here who could, you know, are hungry or starving, stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's a world issue, of course, but more importantly, you know, just wanting to be more respectful too of somebody again, like I said, putting the time and effort in to do so. But man, it's just tough because it's like. You ever been in a position where somebody you let somebody know like, hey, you like something or maybe that one time they made something that they that you enjoyed it or whatever. And then they're like, oh, like you love this, huh? Like, I'm gonna make you one. Like, you know, it's not really like an option of like, hey, would you like for me to make you one? It's more so just kind of pushed upon you, but it's pushed in a friendly way. So you can't really say no, which is kind of hard. Um, so it's just kind of funny. But it made me think about that. But aside from that, all the food I had on Thanksgiving was fire. And I know for some people didn't celebrate Thanksgiving or I mean, I feel like in the black community, at, uh, at least and just speaking for myself now, in the case of me and how I interpret Thanksgiving is definitely more so just a celebration of being with family and eating good food and stuff like that. But I mean, of course, we're aware of the history. And I know for me, I should definitely be more in tune with the history of it. But, you know, we definitely know in terms of the. Uh, colonialism and land being stolen from the natives and the genocide that was that the natives w- went through and being killed off nearly entirely and everything like that so you know definitely can't overlook that history and it's surely important where I know in the case of when I have my own family one day is something that I definitely want to and, and want to and I plan on educating them about but yeah, and, and moving on, actually, to kind of add on with this topic, I know it's talking about, um, matter of fact, I think I'm going to save that topic for next time. Um, so I'm not even going to say that. But in regard to Thanksgiving, I hope all y'all had a great Thanksgiving with y'all family, ate plenty of food. I know I had the itis. I actually just ate a leftover plate maybe an hour and a half, two hours ago, and I ended up trying to watch Naruto and was just slumped. I'll probably watch the first 10 minutes of the episode and then I just started falling in and out of sleep. So I was like, oh, bruh. But again, y'all let me know what y'all think in terms of how do we deal with problematic artists, especially where it seems like people don't really care too much. And that was one thing Justine Sky was saying as to why she hasn't come out with the exact name of who her 
past domestic violence abuser was just because she's like we live in an age where people don't really care as much like the influence the popularity or just the great music of that artist can allow that artist to just move past like they can be an abuser but just because their music is so great it doesn't matter that they can just go ahead and be fine and and people really aren't going to hold them up and I mean I look back and it made me think about other artists in the past because I mean but when you look at you know some of the 90s hip-hop and stuff like that one of the first artists that comes to my mind is like DMX and I mean he was saying some wild things in terms of just different forms of abuse and stuff and I mean, of course, the times, the the political climate and the social climate and, and everything like that in terms of societal norms and everything was definitely not as woke back then as it is now. So he was surely able to get away from it, get away with certain saying certain things. Um, but kind of even back kind of piggybacks off what I was saying in terms of looking at DMX and everything he's been through in terms of just drug addiction and various other things that I'm sure we don't even know about. And what I was mentioning earlier about just how context matters in terms of the upbringing and just the different pressures that some of these artists are coming from. Um, not to say though they they surely have to take accountability first, regardless of what external pressures or influences there are. Got to take accountability for your actions. That's going to outweigh everything else. But those other things do play a role. Is just what I want to let it be known. Um, but y'all, please let me know in terms of what y'all think when it comes to these artists. How do we go about it? Um, and, and do you agree that it's so easy to look past the bad things or the abuse that they cause because of how great they are? And I feel like I'm a victim of that in terms of now. I remember actually at one point I wasn't listening to Kodak for a while, but then I kind of gave in just, just based solely on the great music he was making. But it's tough, man, because part of me feels bad for tuning in. And I think about I'm just over. I feel like I'm contributing to what many victims, I'm sure, feel like in terms of not being able to speak up and that people don't really care because of how great the artist is and stuff like that. And of course, this abuse and everything goes well beyond just music and well beyond these artists that we know and are aware of. Um, I surely, you know, for anyone out there going through any kind of abuse, I, I strongly encourage that you do come forward about it and I know it's not easy it's so much easier you know for for me to say the say it with words and it's it's tough to do that decision so no I'm not encouraging anyone or being like hey force yourself to do it it's one about the timing but two just the circumstance in terms of what they're facing if they were to come out about it and all these other things play such a role but just know that you are loved and you know hopefully you have someone in your corner that you feel safe enough that you could go to or whatever the case may be or anyone out there that's possibly listening it feels like they've been through any kind of abuse at all not just domestic violence abuse but emotional abuse verbal abuse you can feel free to reach out to me as well more than happy to talk whatever the case may be but please y'all let me know y'all thoughts on this whole situation in terms of how do we deal with problematic artists do we support them do we have support them or do we just fully cut them out and then in terms of when it comes to Thanksgiving, did y'all encounter any kind of meals y'all were iffy about but still showed love to because you don't want to hurt the person's feelings? Or do y'all just be straight up with them and keep it a stack and be like, hey, man, this is not it. Like, you definitely need to run that back and try again come next year. Y'all let me know what y'all think. It's your boy Blanco. No longer them, the podcast, episode 11. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate the love. Until next time, family.